Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and it is a beautiful morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Shar McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. Yes, today, this beautiful day, let us leave all of our worries behind and cast our bread upon the water and depending on God to take care of us today so don't have any worries and no anger and 
let go of all the hostility of the month. Anyway, I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. I have had many spiritual experiences and in gratitude and and, on, and ongoing. We're well, just going to have ongoing Bible readings until we finish the, the whole Bible. And today we're up to Hebrews 13. Thank God, and I can't believe it. We, we ended, we're ending up with uh, the end of Hebrews today. Anyway, I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me and just reading the Bible, plain and simple. The call-in number, if you want to listen in with your phone today, is 619-924-9744. And we air every Sunday about 11 or 11.30, and that's Pacific Standard Time. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group and uh, from the CD Native Angels by Save, a very interesting group of uh, Gregorian chants and Native American instruments and tempos. And uh, they're also on Facebook. They do live shows. You can catch them for free on YouTube. And also, I got my CD from Amazon, Native Angel by Save. So let's uh, pray together as we have our opening prayer. Let's say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Say our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Amen. We say this in Jesus' name. And we pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in great jeopardy as it never been before or as it was in the ancient past. And those whose lives are taken for distorted and evil reasons, and we believe they have become martyrs, and they now pray for us. And we pray for all those who are suffering from violence here at home and abroad. And we pray for those who are sick in mind and body. And we also pray for those who are lonely and uncomforted. Forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD from being away as soldiers. We pray for all the soldiers that are fighting for us and those that are home. And we also pray for all our veterans. Thank you for everything you've done for us. And we also pray for the protection of the people over there now. And God bless their families. And we heard that there were some injuries and deaths over there. And we pray to God, please help those families. And please send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect all of us and all your angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers also go out to those who suffer in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the president-to-be and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we're praying for all countries of problems of suffering all over the world. Thank you, God, for everything you've given us, and thank you, God, for everything you've taken away, and thank you for everything you've blessed us with, and thank you for the unknown care that we are receiving that we don't even know that we're getting help. And we ask this Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care and likeness, to follow in his strength and his teaching. And we just remind everybody you're in our prayers, and we love you. God bless you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. And we have some birthdays today. My friend Deb Suter, she's awesome. 
and also Christy Robinette. And we wish Christy a very happy birthday. And Nene Wright, Nene, happy birthday. Love you, Nene. And then Hugh Tiny Hog, uh, his birthday is today. We wish him and all our, our friends together very happy birthday. And I wish everybody a blessed and prosperous year ahead. And God bless you. And if you want us to uh, wish anybody a birthday or the live over the air or, or anniversary or anything else, uh, just let me know. You can contact me on Facebook, Charlene Simpson McCain, and uh, you get a hold of me and message me, okay? And uh, here we go. Well, you know, today we're on Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, it's quite amazing that we have made it all the way through Hebrews, and it's been a very informative chapter, and especially today, chapter 13. Uh, is uh, really informative too, and it's another farewell as we close out this this chapter, Hebrews. So I'm going to read you the summary and uh, get out your Bibles and go to chapter 13. And I'm going to read the summary, and then I'm going to go ahead and read it straight from the Scripture, and then I'll read the notes. Here we go. So long. Farewell. Now that we've gotten all those deep theological reflections out of the way, the author has some practical advice. Love each other. Be nice to strangers. Don't forget about folks who are in prison or being tortured. Marriage is a good thing, so don't fornicate in your free time. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, and watch out that you don't get greedy. More money, more problems, right? Christians should also listen to the folks in charge. That means that they don't need to be branching off and following all kinds of strange teachings. They also shouldn't worry their pretty little heads about the food they should or shouldn't be eating. Under Jewish law, certain foods are prefer- forbidden, but this author clearly thinks a BLT is quite all right every now and then. Remember, says Mr. Hebrews, anyone who believes in Jesus has access to the best banquet there is anyway. Back in the old days, the high priest would burn animal sacrifices outside the camp. That's just like Jesus. He was crucified outside the city in Jerusalem, and he saved people too. Christians should just do what he did. They need to take a stroll outside a camp and come to where Jesus is. Right now, Christians may be homeless, but soon they'll score the keys to a new place in a pretty exclusive city. The author also asked the folks who are reading this to pray for him, that he got some prayers in return, hopefully God. He will make them all perfect and help them do what's right and good in this crazy world. He also wants them to pass the good things that they've heard in this book. He wants them to pass that on. And he mentions that Timothy will probably be out of prison soon, and way to make parole, Timothy. Anyway, oh, they're there, and everyone in Italy says hi, too. And that's that, that's the end of that chapter. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and get out our Bible. So I read out the Ryrie Study Bible because I found my Bible the first one in the trash and I realized I took it out of the trash and realized it was a blessing to me so that's why I have it today so you can use any Bible you wish of course and uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 13 let the love of the brethren continue do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it 
Remember the prisoners as though in prison with them, for those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves also are in the body. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. Fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have, and for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we confidently can say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? In relation to spiritual duties, remember those who led you and who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result in their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods to which those who are so occupied benefited. We have an altar, altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat, for those bodies of those animals and those blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering of sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. And remember where he was. So let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we do not have the lasting city, but we have been seeking the city which is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of the lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Obey your leaders and commit to them, and they keep watch over your soul as to those who give account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable to you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we are in good conscience and desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. And I urge you all the more to do this so that I may be restored to you the sooner. Concluding benediction. And now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep and to the blood of the ever eternal com- excuse me, covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you with the good thing to do his will and, wor- and working in us, which is pleasing to his sight, to Jesus, to whom we be glory forever and ever. Amen. But I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation that I have written to you briefly. Take notice that your brother Timothy has been released, with whom, if he comes soon, I will see you. Greet all your leaders and all your saints, and those from Italy greet you. Grace be with you all. And there he ends this letter. And uh, let's go back and read the notes if I can see them. I'm going to have to start to get large print letters. I'm just kind of shocked, even with glasses. Okay, so we're at 13. Okay, 13. Some have entertained angels without knowing it. The word angel may refer to superhuman beings and uh, may refer to a human being who is a messenger of God. And, well, to me, it means directly angels. The uh, idea that Christians use need not be anxious because uh, we're following of Jesus, what Jesus has put forth for us. And the Christians are exhorted to go outside the camp and leave all your religious 
false religions and join themselves in Christ. So we really do have to go to Christ first and keep doing what we're doing, keep reading the Bible, and keep being faithful. And uh, let's see. So this means the next chapter we're going to be working on next week is James. And we're going to end up reading the whole introduction, and then we'll read James. And it's pretty short, so uh, we'll get the background of the letter of James. And uh, that'll be great. That'll be for next week. And let me see how the time is. We have about uh, 10 minutes, so let me get in our guidepost and read that. And, you know, I've so enjoyed this morning. It's it's kind of warm and bright and sunny, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I hope everything's cool where you are. And I send you my love and blessings, and remember that uh, God will never forget you, and he hasn't forgotten me, and I do uh, feel that, you know, we're all together in this, and so we should all keep praying for each other. And never get, never cease praying. Just keep praying every day. And you know, it's um. Let's see here. I think we've read this one before, but maybe I'm supposed to be reading it. Let me see. Okay, so. Um, hold on one minute. I'm sorry about this. Let me just find another one. Excuse me. Well, let's go to the children's corner, Guy Boston, and it says Rocks in My Head. And this is by Kathy Johnson Gale. Look what I thought I brought for you boys in the store today, Mom said proudly. She reached into the sack and pulled out two shiny new lunch boxes. Oh, no, I thought myself. Cool, Jason cried, grabbing the one with the cover with brightly colored pictures of dinosaurs. And Mom said, I picked this one for you, Eric, because I know how much you like outer space. And she handed me the lunchbox decorated with rocket ships and planes. And Thanks, Mom, I managed. I took the lunchbox from her and stared at it. Flicking the latch with my thumb, I opened it and looked at the chunky thermos inside and the galaxy spinning around it. And I could tell... Mom, that the boys didn't have lunch boxes at school in the fourth grade unless they wanted to be called babies. Anyway, I smiled. I couldn't think of anything else to say, and Mom had been so sad about the divorce, and she just started to be her old self again. I didn't want to say or do anything to upset her, so I took the lunch box to my room and dropped it on the floor by my bed, and I paced around my room for a few minutes thinking. Then I picked up the shiny black igneous rock from the top of my bookshelf and started tossing it into the air and catching it. I had the best rock collection any kid in school. Mom always bugged me about it, though. When are you going to do something about all those silly rocks, Eric? She would ask. I can't even dust your room. I, sh- I could see why it bothered her. There were rocks covering just about every surface of my room, including the windowsills. But no way would I ever part with them. Each one was special. I had several go- geodes with sparkling crystals inside a quartz rock that my friend Tommy gave me, fossil rock I had find at our old house before the divorce, a bunch of agates that my grandpa gave me, and a real moon rock from my dad. At least he said it was real. I began bouncing the ignis rock on my bed, and then when I was going to say to Mom, well, how could I tell her 
without hurting her feelings. I didn't want that lunchbox. But bedtime, I still hadn't thought of a way to tell Mom, and I didn't want that lunchbox. Tomorrow was the first day of school, and my new clothes were laid out and on a chair, and the lunchbox was still beside my bed, eating away at my confidence. I fell back into my pillow and stared out the window. The moonlight played softly on the rocks alongside my windowsill. The only kid with rocks in his head would carry a lunchbox to school, I thought. And then it hit me, a solution to my problem. It was under my nose all along. Next morning, I found Mom in the kitchen cooking eggs. I said, hey, Mom, holding the lunchbox out for her to see. But the lunchbox is great. It holds a lot of rocks. She looked at the lunchbox and then at me. You put rocks in your new lunchbox? I was talking fast now. Sure. I could fit all the other ones that were on my windowsills and some on my desk, too. But what are you going to take your lunch in? Oh, I'll just take in a paper sack, I said, pulling a small sack from the drawer. That's what most of the guys do anyway. A slow smile came to my mom's face. I see. Well, um, she scooped the eggs into my plate. Rocks in your lunchbox. That sounds like a good idea, especially if you wash off those windowsills when you get home. There was a mischievous light in her eyes I hadn't seen for a long time. No problem, I said, and then I hugged her. A guy would have had a lot of rocks in his head not to have a mom like that. That's beautiful. So let's pray together now for our outgoing prayer. And uh, I want to God bless you very much that the things in your life straighten out and that we use the strength of God and Jesus and all the angels and the saints to help us get through every day and meet the challenges that we have to meet. You know, this is a a new world and something we don't recognize sometimes. And we have to adjust and ask God to help us because uh, God means the greater good. Nothing happens without God knowing it. So uh, all the changes that are happening right now, let's just flow with it. Let's love each other. And just remember to be a Christian is to help one another and pray for one another. And use love like Jesus did, because there's no higher love than Jesus Christ has for us and that God has for all of us. So we ask in Jesus' name to hear our prayers and hear the yearnings of our heart and help heal us from the things that are bothering us, both physically and mentally, and to let go of the stress. And let's say the closing prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving heart. But remember that we're never alone, and he loves you. And those listening in archives, I love you very much. I'm, I'm missing you, but I know I'll see you again next week. And you can listen to this and tell your friends and family to listen to it also. And also keep me in your prayers as I need to keep going and keep going on with this. And sometimes I get tired. Uh, yesterday I put in a 14-hour day, and it makes me really tired. I'm a lot older than probably a lot of you, and um, I'm getting tired out there, people. But I just remember you're never alone. God loves you. And may your best dreams come true, and true love live in your heart always. And let Jesus love you and know that you are loved. Remember, you're never, never alone. You're always loved by my friends. And happy trails to you. Love you. Bye. Be good, you guys. Bye-bye.
Let's go. 